Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to do something I really love, and that's make witch's brew. Now, when I say witch's brew, I don't mean the one that has wine in it, and I don't mean the one that you might see on movies that's all green and bubbly. I mean a witch's brew that's based on a recipe that I learned by watching some of the episodes from Charming Pixie Flora, who's now known as Flora Sage. It was a beautiful recipe, and I've tweaked it here and there over the years, but I always believe in giving credit where credit is due. So, I'm telling you the origin of the recipe, and of course, I'm not going to give you every little bit of my special recipe, but I'll give you enough to do your own, and you can always modify it for yourself later. So, take out your big book of stuff, turn to the cooking section, and the Halloween section too if you want, and let's talk about how to make witches brew. Let's get started. Now the first thing you need to determine is whether or not this is going to be for a few people or a lot of people because it's very, very important. It's extremely important. Because if it's a large group of people, you need two gallons of apple cider. If it's a small group, like a family, or a very small family with no more than maybe six or seven people, one gallon of cider will do but you cannot skimp on the cider because it does boil down. So you don't want to wind up with not enough for everyone. So we're going to do the small batch and you can double it as needed for larger portions. So here's what you're going to need. You need one gallon of apple cider. You need one freshly scrubbed orange. And if you don't remember how to scrub your orange, Remember, you can use salt or baking soda under and a little bit of water and scrub your orange skin and then run it under water. And that way it'll get any of the impurities off. Make sure you remove any stickers as well. And then you're going to also need one large apple. Do the same thing, clean it off. You're going to need a few cinnamon sticks. It's up to you how many. Some whole cloves or clove powder up to you how many. One cup of rose petals that you have dried yourself. They should be free of chemicals, so make sure they're organic or came from your garden with no pesticides. One cup of very dark cherries that have been thawed. If you've frozen them, or if not, just put them in. And this is the one that, there's several kinds of witch's brew I make, but this is the one that has the cherries in it. Now once you've got everything assembled, you want to have a very large pot, almost like a stock pot, because you're going to need to put a lot of things in that pot while you're making the witch's brew. So make sure you scrub it really well and rinse it very, very well. Once that's done, add all of your apple cider to your pot 
and begin to simmer it so it gets nice and warm. You want to bring it to just under a boil before you get ready to add your other ingredients. While that's going, I need you to go back to your countertop and cut up into slices your orange and your apple. Once those are done, put them to the side, preferably together in the same bowl. Next, take your cherries and make sure you pit them. Pit them really well, because if you chew on a cherry and the pit's still there, you can break a tooth, and you don't want that. That would be really sad, and that's not fun. Also, if you are able, grab yourself some cheesecloth, because you're going to need it. Take your cherries and kind of smush them up a little bit in a bowl. Why? Because you don't want them to be whole. Hey, that rhymed. I wish I could do that all the time. I did it again. I love being corny with my friends. You're not, you're not laughing. I thought it was funny. Okay, so you crush up your little cherries, right? And then, and this is why it's so important to know if anyone has a food allergy before you serve this, all right? And then you crush up your little cherries and then you mix in your sliced oranges and sliced apples. Now don't pop out the oranges from the rind. That is not what we do. That kind of kills it. Uh, that's why you don't use tangelos because you need the orange to have its integrity when you put it in. You also should be removing the seeds from your apple slices and you want to slice everything horizontally and remove the seeds, okay? So once you've got all this going, now what you want to do is add your cinnamon sticks to the bowl. And you're going to mix it all up together. It's kind of like really, really get it in there. Get the juice from the orange into that cherry juice and those cinnamons. Just, just really make it a big mess. Good times, right? Okay, by now your pot should be simmering and now it's time to turn up the heat. So now that everything is pretty much pre-mixed as far as with your little fingers, or if you don't have fingers, with whatever you need to use, we are not ableist here. So if you need to mix them with a spoon or some other body part, go right ahead. Now, what you're gonna do is you're going to bring that pot to a boil of cider, okay? Boil that cider, bring it to a roiling boil, and then put your ingredients all in. And that means don't crack your cinnamon sticks. Just throw everything in from that bowl. Then get yourself a nice cup or ladle and dip it in and put some of that liquid in the bowl and pour it in. You don't want to waste any of that, right? Now, bring it all to a roiling boil and then turn it down back to a simmer because you're going to have to cover it now. It's got to cook for a while. And not only are you going to have all those things in there, now it's time for the cheesecloth. If you have it, if you don't, don't worry about it. It's just gonna be kind of awkward if someone gets a clove in the mouth. But it's kind of the hazard of having witch's brew. So no, you can you can actually grind your cloves or use uh, ground cloves powder. But if you have cheesecloth, take your whole cloves, put them in there, make a little bundle and throw it in so that the cloves don't float freely if you're comfortable with that. Again, I don't usually do it. I'm like, you know what? 
You buys your tickets, you gets your ride. You take your chances with me. So you never know what you might get. I've told you before on this podcast, don't just put things in your mouth. This is another object lesson of making sure you look at your cup before you drink. Now once it's been boiling for a good 10 minutes, now you're going to throw your rose petals in. See, you forgot about those, didn't ya? I know you did. Most people do. But you put your rose petals in. And this gives it a very specific flavor. It's not just there for no reason. Now this is not one that I usually do. I don't always put cherries in my witch's brew and I don't always put a large amount of rose petals in like this. I do put rose petals in my witch's brew but I have other variations that I use. But yeah you can do this and then turn it down a little bit more and let it simmer for a while. And then usually anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes it's going to be nice and thick and condensed. It's not going to be like syrup. It's not going to do that. But it's going to be really, really spicy and really rich. And that's when you're ready to serve. So here's where the fun part comes. It's time to serve. But now you have a decision to make. Are you going to have it chunky or smooth? You heard me, chunky or smooth, because on the one side, you can take it and you can pour it through a strainer and strain all of your witch's brew so that it's just a smooth, refreshing drink. And on the other side, you can do it like we do it and pour it all in there. Just grab your ladle and go to town and eat that chunk and everything else that comes with it. Eat those pieces of orange, eat those pieces of apple, it's worth it. You deserve it. It's good for you. It's kind of like mysterious pieces of strange spell components all put into a witch's brew. What is it? I don't know. Do you know? Do they know? Nobody knows except the person who brewed it, right? It's also exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm corny. It's fine. I'll be corny. But it, it really is an experience. It just It's so good. And you have to serve it warm. It's best to serve with sugar cookies, believe it or not. Try it. You'll love it. And if you don't love it, that's fine too. I'm not the boss of you. I can't make you like things. Now I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, the Midwest Witches Bazaar. And they are having an event October 30th, 2021 at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Warren, Michigan. This event is based on sponsorship of the Michigan Witches Ball. And what they do is raise money for charity. The Midwest Witches Bazaar contains wares and items from all around Michigan and the Midwest of magical and metaphysical curiosity and interest. Crystals and crones, incense and jewels, you name it, if it's magical, they probably have it. And this event is going to be one of the best they've ever had. If you have a chance, please stop by. They're there from 10 to 4, and admission is free for all. Don't forget to bring a non-perishable item, like a canned good or other foodstuff, 
for PIN Mobile Food Pantry. PIN stands for Pagans in Need. Also, the other charities that will be there that you can definitely support are Wolf Run Spiritual Sanctuary and the Michigan Pagan Scholarship Fund. Our sponsor would definitely like for you to understand that they wholeheartedly and fully support and endorse their sponsor that they'd like for us to spotlight this week. Today's spotlight sponsor from the Midwest Witches Bazaar is Roxy Joe Creations. Roxy Joe Creations is your one-stop shop for one-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, and other creations by Metro Detroit's most awesome cosplayer and artist, Jade Aurora. Find magical creations and one-of-a-kind potions that you can't get anywhere else except through her. You can find Roxy Joe Creations on Facebook or on Etsy. Also, you can find Jade Aurora on Facebook and at many of the cosplaying events in Michigan. We stand a queen. Okay, let's get back to the show. That you've served this wonderful ambrosia. Once you've made it the first time, you'll never forget how it tastes. I've seen all kinds of variations on this over my years of creating it. I've had people add almond extract to the recipe. I've had people add things like orange extract, even lemon extract. It really depends on your personal taste. Now it's a little bit like Russian tea that way. You know, you have a standard formula, but sometimes people put a twist on it. And if you don't know what the Russian tea is, we'll talk about that another day. But here's a hint. There's actually, I don't think anything from Russia in Russian tea. It's a weird thing. It's all instant products. It's, it's one of those things that's uniquely uh, a, a United States American thing that takes another name from other people. I, I don't know why. It's what we do. It's just what we do but I love sharing things like this with my friends and we're friends right so let me know how it went I really love this recipe it's one of my go-to's so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did and serve it at your Halloween party if you have one or your ancestor night or your angel night or just a really fun fall evening and thank you for joining me here again on my magical cottagecore life.